You're listening to the 76th Street Network. For this and many other great shows, go to 76thstreetnetwork.com. You know what's funny? Have you ever heard of a ghost that's like just there with an iPad? She was large. I would have won in a foot race anyway. <laughs> Girl, you so ugly. Get the hell up out my face. Before I spray you with mace. Put it all over the place. Your ugliness is everywhere. Scaring little kids everywhere. Don't even like Santa Claus because they look like your underwear. Look like the reindeer that be carrying the sleigh. I just want to take a hammer and smash it on your face. But it look like somebody already did that because your face look like a butt crack. A bucket. A bucket. You G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. Yeah. Welcome to Dropping Loads. Uh, as usual, I'm Pouch and Milky Way. And today we have a very special guest for you today. He reached out to us because he wants to promote this great fucking holiday called Have Sex with an Ugly Person Day. I thought it was called national sleep with an ugly person day either way same shit the whole point is that he wants um a really beautiful person a man or a woman to have sex with a really ugly person you know like me (laughs) so i'm all for this his name is lance mannion um from what i read he's a really funny guy he's a writer and blogger on lancemannion.com that's uh, lance l-a-n-c-e-m-a-n-i-o-n.com he's a really avid writer he writes daily and he has three books out one of them i read a few stories from uh they're mostly anthologies of short stories the other one of them is called the ball washer which he just he released a few months ago it's it's completely free and it's really funny and i enjoyed it like i haven't spoken to him yet he seems like he's pretty funny we've just been emailing back and forth and he's really adamant about this new holiday of course national sleep with an ugly person day or national have sex with ugly person day i guess whichever works for you I'm as long as they get laid if i were a 10 i would totally have sex with your pouch thank you mm-hmm. all right he should be calling in a few minutes oh yeah there he is right now hey man what's up how you doing hello uh so this you're lance mannion correct you are correct yes you're speaking with uh i'm pouch and this is milky and we're dropping loads podcast oh nice to talk to you guys yeah you too man (laughs) yeah so what is this about this 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 weird holiday kind of day you want to start what what, what was it called I i just I just want to put it out there, um, you know, uh, see if it uh, gains any traction. But it, it started off as a, uh, you know, a funny conversation between a couple people, and uh, I thought I would uh, run with it and see if, uh, you know, I could get any uh, publicity out of it. Uh, and more importantly, you know, try to get some ugly people laid. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it's to me it sounds like a great concept, but I don't, like, explain to us how did this start? This whole, it's called National. Have sex with an ugly person day? day? Yeah. National Sleep with an Ugly Person Day, correct. April 2nd. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Oh, so it's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, I might get some pussy. (laughs) By the time this uh, pod drops, it will be two days away. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll definitely be a a holiday of impulse anyway. The more attractive people think about it, the less likely they're going to do it. (laughs) So it's probably good. You might want to air it on April 2nd. Like okay. At nine at nine. It's already <laughs> half in the bag. All right. So you want to explain to our listeners real quick what it's about? Oh, it's just very simple. It's one day a year when if you're going to sleep with somebody anyway, and that is the caveat. I'm not asking uh, you know God-fearing Christians to go out there and soil themselves. This <laughs> is if you're a very attractive person and you're going to sleep with a stranger anyway. Mm-hmm. One day, April 2nd, you know, basically uh, fuck the ugliest person in the bar. <laughs> 
Um, so how did it get traction? Like I've heard you say it on on like another podcast. I think it was a complete census podcast, and that article you sent me at the Nerve. You said it gained traction, but like how did it get traction? What happened? Well, I, I basically just sent it out to a lot of the people who do the podcast. It, it's obviously not something that uh, you know commercial radio is going to touch. Um, I sent it out to some of the um, you know fanzines and online magazines that, that run this kind of stuff, and then I spent a completely futile few hours talking to modeling agencies, <laughs> trying to convince their models to sleep with ugly people. How did that work out? Yeah. Did you convince them? Uh, it did not go well. It did not go well. <laughs> I was very surprised. I really thought they would embrace this uh, opportunity to uh, sleep with their ugly fans, but no such luck. In a perfect world, they would embrace that, but not how people are. That, that's the thing. Like, what is, like, for the beautiful person, quote unquote beautiful person, what do they gain from this? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Probably a horrible, horrible uh, sexual experience is the best that they can. You know, this is not a, for, uh, for equal trade. This is something they're doing out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, I mean, I, he's very truthful about it. Yeah. He's very blunt. Um, like, how well, else? Here's, here's, the re- here's what's motivating me to, to run with this instead of just letting it drop is... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie Almost Famous. Yes. Yeah, there's this great scene. And again, as jaded as I am, even I am moved by this scene as this, you know, this beautiful girl, Penny Lane, is sitting in the airplane. And she realizes, you know, then and there that this young Rolling Stone reporter was in love with her. So she looks out the window and there's this great touching moment between them as he's running along. And it occurred to me that if Penny Lane was 300 pounds, it would never have happened. That, you know, overweight or ugly or hunchbacks never get to have those opportunities. So that's why I'm sort of, you know, fighting the good fight on their behalf. Because otherwise, 300 pound Penny Lane, the only way it would happen is if maybe the Rolling Stone reporter was 400 pounds. But, you know, even then, if she's looking out the window, she'd put her big ham-fisted hand on and probably push the entire window out of the airplane and it would turn around. So it's not going to work. So my my thing is, if for one night you can make some snaggletooth, you know, hair-lip person have this experience, have that moment to look back on, I think you're doing society a, a, a good turn. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the obvious uh, sexual encounters, like how else do you want this holiday holiday to be celebrated, like for future years? Well, it's really about instigating a you know a conversation about you know our, our society's complete obsession with you know physical beauty and, and uh, how superficial we've gotten. That would be the premise. That would bring attractive people to the table. And then at the end is, you know, at uh, 11 o'clock, uh, April 2nd, hopefully somewhere in the United States, an ugly person gets to bang a hottie. <laughs> so, it, it all comes back to that. You know, I, I'm certainly <laughs> not uh, doing a race for the cure type of event. This is very selfishly motivated with my strong nerd background in attempting to sway the beautiful people to, uh, you know, throw us a bone once in a while. It's a pretty good cause. I think so. Yeah, but how hard? Well, I mean, you know, a couple of years from now, it may be uh, you know sleep with an ugly person week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope for it. Or a year. Uh, or a whole well, year. There you go. That, I mean, <laughs> the, the Chinese New Year. I mean, if we could just sneak one in there, where you know the, uh, the beautiful person has to sleep with the uh, the rat, the year of the rat, then I'm all for it. But I'm starting small, April second. Yeah, but dream big, right? <laughs> had something uh, real quick i lost it oh all right um <laughs> fuck i had something 
Well, you were going to mention my website, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, we were. Lancemanian.com. Lance for Man. all your Lancemanian needs. Yeah, that's exactly what we were going for. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going <laughs> to get to I felt it coming. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I read. Most of you guys were going to go on and on about my new free ebook that's also available. You can get it on uh, Smashwords or through the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Ball Washer, right? The Ball Washer. Yeah. Correct. How did that title come about? It's one of his stories in the book. I actually read it. It's a pretty interesting story. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> it's a nice title. It's, have you seen the cover? Well, and that, that's the thing. It's, it's one of 80 short stories, but as soon as you, you read the story, you're like, oh, this just screams cover. You know, <laughs> so that that's why it was an easy pick for the cover. Nice. I mean, if you see the cover, it's just, you see, a, a, like, a nude guy from the back over the sink. Simple. <laughs> that's it. Like, it's very, it's very funny. Um, just how do you determine what stories you put in your books? Well, it, it's interesting because I'm, I'm a pretty bad judge of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. With the first two, there were a couple that I didn't put in, and then they made their way into the ball washer that you know ended up I got some good feedback. So I, I try to, to, to mix in some attempts at, at real writing with mm-hmm. some attempts at just silliness. Then I try to throw in a couple social commentary things so it, it doesn't get boring. You know, with, with 80 short stories, it's, it's certainly not designed to be read on front, to, you know, back. It, it's more of a sit on the toilet or train book. But, you know, I don't want to drone on in one sort of niche. So I, I try to throw in even a little science fiction, oh, or, yeah. you know, a little comedy, just so where, whenever you pick it up, you won't know what to expect. Um, are some of the stories in there true? Are they meant to be true? Or were they like blog entries at some point? Well, they all start as blogs, and that's why on my website I I blog every day. Um, About half of them are new, half of them are retread. But uh, I would say at least half of them or more are true to some degree. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously I enrich them and throw in a couple extra things. Most of them are about just dumb thoughts I have, so those are absolutely true. But there are a few uh, real-life scenarios in there. Like, like for instance, that story where you wrestled with uh, the kid with special needs, the kid with developmental disability? Some of it, you sorry. just killed my preparation. <laughs> that is actually completely true. And I have it down here. This was story number one of the three. And I'm like, there's no way they'll think this is true, but, but it's absolutely true. We'll still play it anyway, fuck it. <laughs> it's a great story. Like, well, People you... have short memories. <laughs> How do you usually come up with something to write about? Because, my, like, I'm a bit of a writer, but it's just that I never have. I feel like I've never had anything to write about, or never have anything worthwhile to say. Like, how do you come up with stuff you write about? Like, for instance, I'm a really big fan of that the story, the Doug complex from the Ball Washer. I thought it was really creative and really, yeah. very cool. Well, I think it is, and you said something at the end, and and I'm actually talking to you know on Facebook. I, I interact with a lot of other you know, writers or, or wannabe writers. And the thing that we always circle back to is, you know, when you said it's not worth writing or not, you know, the topic isn't worthy of writing. And I think people end up not trying things for that same reason. Instead of just writing it, however dumb the premise may be, I find at least half of what I write ends up having nothing to do with what I sat down to write. Mm. Um, I don't know if you call it stream of consciousness or whatever, but if you just start writing, you force yourself every day to write a story or two. Half of them are absolute crap, which is, of course is going to happen. But a lot of times you just stumble on something. So it's not really that I'm leading some you know, crazy, fun life. 
it's that I'm, I'm daring to be uh, stupid. You know, I'm, I'm willing to start something that has, you know, very thin premise and just see where it goes. That's pretty cool. While I was listening to CSP, you kept talking about how trying to maintain, like, a unique outlook at at the world in general like you decided what you wanted to sit down and start actually um observing things in a different way and i thought that was i don't know i thought that was really cool is that the approach is that's a brand new approach right you uh, how did you look at writing before that well i think the and I, i'm not even sure in the first book if i put this in the preams or whatnot but the, the whole idea was trying to write something that's just the start or that will instigate somebody else to either continue it or, or have a better idea. So I hardly think I've invented that, but to have a whole book of things like that, I think so far is pretty unique in a sense where a lot of the stories I could really elaborate or I could really, you know, finish, but I try to keep them vague and I try to just provide the reader enough for them to, you know, then take it and have a unique thought of their own. And I think that that's been the, the most interesting part of this is, um, for instance, it was a, a story I wrote that had nothing to do with my parents, but I introduced these two characters that just happened to be male and female, and they were overseeing my life. And at the end of the story, when I was done, I realized that subconsciously I put a lot of my parents' attributes into these two characters. And it killed me not to go back to the story and fill it in or, or tell the, the readers, hey, this is... But in a sense, I've done it to myself, which is, you know, come up with a thin premise, some dumb idea, but allow myself the freedom to, you know, let it lead me somewhere else. Yeah, I, I don't think... know if that answers your question or if I just wasted, like, five minutes of air time. <laughs> it's, not, it's still interesting that you listen to. Um, yeah, like, I was just thinking about it because whenever I sit down to write anything, I always have, like, an idea of how I want it to end. And, and I often find myself uh, being restricted by that. So I was like, that's a really good approach to it. I'm, I'm impressed. Well, it is. And, and if you know one thing, especially uh, in the ball washer, my endings pretty much sucked. I would say half <laughs> of them are just horrible. Like, real writers, real authors, you know, would read my book and probably want to punch me in the face. <laughs> but the idea is exactly that. If I'm writing to a point or if I'm writing to try to, you know, capture an ending, I'm going to lose a lot in the middle, so sometimes they just peter out. Sometimes I come up with a dumb joke or some dumb reference, and then like every you know five or six ones, I'll come up with this great ending that I hadn't anticipated. And that would be my advice to you, which is just you know come up with your basic premise and then stop thinking and start writing and just let it go where it wants to go. Thanks, that's pretty good advice. I think people are way too critical and self-critical. Yeah, if yeah. anything, my books show that anybody can publish their stuff. You know, the, with the new technology, there shouldn't be this pretension that, you know, you've got to write the, you know, the great American novel to have it published. You know, that's right out the window. With ebook and so many online literary magazines, you can basically, you know, develop your own skills, develop your own audience, and be creative without having to feel like you're, you know, a writer or an author. You know, I say I'm an author only so, you know, people will take it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> but the idea is, if anything, is to get other people writing. So we don't have, you know, 10 bestsellers selling a million each. We have 10,000 books selling a 
thousand each. And I think that's a lot healthier for, for a culture than what we have now, which is, you know, the New York Times telling us Fifty Shades of Grey is, is you know, impressive literature mm-hmm. instead of pornography for house browse. Oh, yeah, it really is. I want to write the great American novel like you're talking about. Like, I really prefer to, but it's just, I always, always come down on myself with so much self-criticism that I never have anything to write about. So I always end up relegating myself to just writing on um, news websites and pretty much blog style. I don't even write news style. I write blog, I write news in blog style like it's just the lowest on the totem pole well but that's only because that's how you perceive it i mean i'm constantly at war via my blog and via articles with these institutions whether it be harvard or these big online magazines that want to announce that they are the vanguards of culture it's really not the case you know it's just the literary equivalent of podcasts adding your voice adding your story Mm-hmm. And, and that's really why the, the whole Lance Mannion name that I chose was to, to have an ability to throw something out there and see if it connects. And if it doesn't, then the next day throw something, something else there. National Sleep with an Ugly Person Day is nothing more than another attempt at starting a conversation mm-hmm. about okay. uh, what's wrong with our culture, you know, what's wrong with you know, superficiality and, and even TV and media. And the, the Barbie doll mentality we have towards whether it be news or, or game shows. That's right. And oh. the fact that the truth is all the nerds still want to bang the Barbie dolls. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, right? It's now that we're back on uh, National Have a Sex and the Ugly Person, I just remembered. What type of feedback have you gotten? Has it been all positive? Have you gotten some re- like backlash from the beautiful community, you know, quote unquote? Well, it's backlash in the coolest fashion, which is no lash at all. <laughs> Everything I've gotten has been positive, oh, wow. except for a complete ignored by anybody who's attractive. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going well. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's going well like high school. (laughs) That's good. So like any specific feedback did you remember that that was like out of the ordinary was really, really cool? Um, Only that I've got a couple girls that would like to write articles about their own experiences so they can feel like they're contributing. But they will not commit to actually sleeping with an ugly guy on the second. They want to tell me about an ugly guy they slept with in the past. So I'm still wrestling with whether or not to go down that road because it's, it's sort of like, you know, they're bailing out. I want a committed hot girl who will document her April 2nd uh, hijinks, then then she gets on the webpage. The girls that you were talking to, were they tense in their own way? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to tell. So I'm so far under 10 looking up that, oh. you know, anything <laughs> uh, above a 7 is barely uh, visible. So, you know, they're all very attractive, and they all seem very uh, sincere. But the real 10s, uh, you know, I, I've yet to see them on my Facebook interactions, put it that way. How do you determine... I think... The ugly person, though. Like, how well, ugly do you have thing. to be? The holiday isn't an excuse to sleep with a sex, that, uh, a good friend or so. This is a, the really hardcore ugly people. And, and you see them all the time. Small children cry. Um, women faint around them. And it's male <laughs> and female. I, it's not the borderline. I don't want you to feel all full of yourself because you bang a, a five or a six. For you really to get the, you know, the Lance Manion seal of approval, <laughs> April 3rd, I want you sneaking out and just some horrendous train wreck of a person is, is sliding out of your bed. <laughs> so where does that leave the average people? You've been talking about like the extremes, the really good looking people and the extremely ugly people. Where does the average people fall into this? They're just going to have to live their lives. <laughs> if you're a one, you probably think a five or a six is out of your reach. 
So you could probably, what I would say is suck up the gut, maybe put on a little extra eyeliner, and if you're a seven, you know, try to get yourself into the eight status, and then that should be good enough. <laughs> That's great. Just don't be tipping 350, bang a girl who's, you know, 375, and think, you know, you're throwing her a bone. That, that doesn't count. I'm talking, I want hotties out there. You know, I want mini skirts and push-up bras. I want guys with six-packs and perfect hair slumming. <laughs> so I mean, hopefully they'll like tweet uh, tweet you or uh, tell you via Facebook why they're not they participated. So this is uh, April second. Have sex with an ugly right. person day. If you guys liked anything that he said so far, Lance Mannion is really cool guy. You can check out LanceManion dot com or any of his three books. Uh, what are they called? The first one is uh, Merciful Flush. The second one is Results May Vary, and the third is The Ball Washer. Which is free, which I already read some of the stories. They're pretty damn funny. Well, let's get started on our, you know, our, our ruined game, apparently, because I fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> we call it Loads of Fun. And we, we borrowed this game from another podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave. The, the creator of the game, is, his, his name is Walt Flanagan. But we just we just love the game. It's a great game. It's a way for us to get to know our guests. So I guess let's just get started. And the way the game rolls is that our guests come at us with three ridiculous, outrageous stories that you just can't possibly imagine that all of them could happen to one person. So it's our job to try to guess which one is real. And only one is only, real. Yeah, only one is real. The other two, are which we already bullshit. know. Yeah, unfortunately. But <laughs> if I had oh, ruined no, no, it, I'll plug in another. I've got it. I had a backup. Oh, right. great. Okay, <laughs> All right, let's hope that I didn't read it in the book already. Because you know what? Fuck it. I, it was a good thing I ruined it because I already <laughs> read the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's get started. Like story number one. Story number one. When I was in high school, there was this special. Ne never mind. <laughs> story number one. I once drove by a bank late at night and saw a ghost standing in the middle of it. The whole thing had come from about a month earlier, across from this where this bank was, there was an old graveyard. And I sat in Burger King one morning and watched them remove all the headstones and supposedly remove all the bodies. And then, boom, a month later, they put this bank up. And late at night, when I was driving home, I just happened to look inside, and something caught my eye. When I pulled in, there was a ghost of somebody standing in the middle of the uh, teller section. Okay. Um, do you want to do questions now or yeah, after? Yeah, we, we can do some now. Okay. You sure it wasn't the night cleaners? <laughs> I do. I do, because um, when I pulled in... The lights from my car, there was nobody in there. Mm -hmm. I turned my lights off, and then I could see them. Oh, interesting. How did they look? How could you tell it was a ghost? Well, it was mostly because of the way he was dressed. It was a male, probably late 40s, early 50s. It was hard to tell, and he seemed a little bit uh, behind the times as far as fashion went. Hmm. You know what's funny? Have you ever heard of a ghost that's, like, just there with an iPad? Like, just, like, a new ghost? <laughs> Every ghost is just from, like, years yeah. past. There's <laughs> no such thing as a recent ghost. I mean, it would have to be a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a six-year-old I know who can work an iPad. <laughs> um, so were they, like, transparent? Like, your average stereotypical ghost you see on TV or movies? They actually were. It didn't look like a person there. It just looked like the, the outline and facial features of a person, but you could see through him. Mm. So how did you react? Did you just look and then drive away immediately? Like, what did you do? I 
had, I approached the door and then completely lost my stones and turned and left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have All any right. more questions? That's it. Story number two. Story number two. Story number two. I've only been arrested one time. The reason is because I had stolen a high school mascot uniform from one of the high schools in the area, which why and how it happened is a long story, but their mascot is a cardinal. So because I didn't know what to do with this, what I did is I went to a state park wearing this cardinal outfit, and then I ran and attacked a bird blind, screaming and yelling and calling and making these other bird noises. <laughs> the problem was is that I was beating on this bird blind. It was filled with children on a field trip, yeah. <laughs> and they were losing their shit. <laughs> enormous bird plunging out of the forest, screaming at them. Also, what I didn't know was there was a member of the Pennsylvania Fish and Game Commission inside of that. So although I made it back to my car, there was an authority figure there who arrested me for what originally was disturbing the peace, but ended up being the theft of this mascot uniform from the high school. And they, in fact, did press charges. Wow. Okay. Did they handcuff you before or after taking off the, the mascot? <laughs> they actually, they didn't. I was half out of the costume when I even noticed them. It's like a heavily wooded area, and there's a, a bunch of nature trails. So I just, I guess I was a little bit panicked. I had run there, begun stripping up. Then I turned and looked, and about uh, 50 yards down the uh, the road was this vehicle, and he's, he's walking towards me, and I'm wearing the lower half of a cardinal. So I really didn't have much room to argue about it not being me. <laughs> so what were the consequences of that, like between, from your parents and from, I guess, the cops? Um, well, it was just a fine. Uh, I didn't okay. have to do public service. I didn't have to do anything like that. Hopefully it will be expunged from my record. But it, it, there really wasn't much other than, you know, the humiliation of being put in the back seat. Um, yeah. With my lower half, uh, dressed like a red bird. Uh, how much was the fine for? It was uh, three hundred dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, so I, I avoided community service, so <laughs> I'm sure I could have fought yeah. it. But you know, there really wasn't much chance of winning. So, yeah. what was your parents' reaction? They weren't surprised, put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any more questions? I said it's the first time I've been arrested, but I didn't say it was the first time I'd done something stupid like that. <laughs> Right. That's it. Okay. And then the uh, last story then. The last one is I was bored one day in driving and I saw an overweight woman uh, putting up signs for a garage sale. So what I did was is I hung back and when she drove away, I went and removed the garage sale sign. <laughs> then I followed her for about 45 minutes from signpost to signpost <laughs> until... Basically, my back seat was filled with our garage sale signs. And this was for what reason? I was just completely bored, and it struck me as really funny at the time. It, 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 it's it funny right now. Funny after, well, here's the end of the story. Is I was so, because you have to go fast. Like you, She has to be completely out of sight before you leave your car. But then once she is, you've got to haul ass and rip the thing off the, the telephone pole. <laughs> then you have to haul ass and find her at the next one. I was so consumed with this that I didn't realize that she'd made this giant circle. So oh. when she pulled up, she actually saw one of the signs was gone. So she got out and was having a shit fit by the signpost. And I'm having to like slowly pull up and then slowly drive by out of uh, sight. 
hoping she didn't peek in the back seat and seeing all her, uh, you know, garage sale signs. <laughs> did you ever go to the garage sale? Well, no. What I did was, and this is the, the funny ending, is I changed the date on all the oh. signs and put it back up. I made it for a week later. Oh, my God. So she never caught you, this right? Was, this was last fall, so I think it was like the, the garage sale was supposed to be like on 9-9. So what I did, or 9-6, I, I just added a 1 in front of it and made oh it for, you know, the 19th. <laughs> and just put them all back up. <laughs> so she never caught you, right? No, no. I mean, she was large. I would have won in a foot race. <laughs> okay. Maybe right. I should go sleep with her. Talking about coming full circle. Maybe this is what I have to do. <laughs> That'll be one way to get back to April second and say, "Okay, I'm about to make up for a past misdeed." <laughs> just lay down with the signs and just do it on top. Okay. Um, you have any more questions? That I think that's it. Okay, uh, so I guess let's deliberate. Yeah, let me see. I'm. I'm personally. I, I think the ghost story is out. Yeah, for I sure. don't believe I don't, that. I don't shit. believe that shit at all. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, let me see. I'm personally going to go with him uh, being caught, well, him acting like an idiot with a mascot costume on. I'm going to go with that because there's a lot of detail in there. But then again, the other one has a lot of detail as well. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the last one just because it made me laugh so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, I'm going to go with the second one. I'm going to say he stole the costume and he got in trouble by scaring the shit out of some kids. <laughs> um, so what's the answer? The correct answer was... I actually spent 45 minutes driving around taking down yes. woman's and then putting them up later. Nice. Okay. <laughs> is there any grain of truth to the other stories? Not really. The, the, well, the grain of truth and the reason you probably fell or didn't fall for the ghost story was is obviously I'm, I'm way too much of a cynic to believe in ghosts. Yeah. But I actually did sit in a Burger King and watch an old graveyard get dug up oh, wow. so they could put in a commerce bank. Yeah, it was, that was the, just... Uh, Forty-five minutes tailing an overweight lady, just messing with her. <laughs> Have you? It, it, it sort of got out of hand. It wasn't really meant <laughs> to go as far. But then after I had about you know six or seven signs, I, you know I was just all in. You know I had nothing to do for the answer. <laughs> but uh, she wasn't exactly an overachiever either. I mean, so I loved, she'd put up you know thirty or forty signs, but I think about uh, ten signs in. You know, she was dripping with sweat and was calling it a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so do you know who this lady is? Could you find her April 2nd? I wish I could. I would, you know, I wish I'd have kept one of the signs as a memento. <laughs> uh, you know, just like the ghost story, I didn't have the stones to actually show up when I had redone the, the garage shelf. Yeah. I think that would have been great to knock on her door and wonder where all the shit is. <laughs> but I didn't. Well, since I ruined it and since Milky doesn't know a story, would you mind telling us the story of what happened when you wrestled the, the development of the disabled kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most of our audience, if they haven't been offended by now, there's no fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty stupid, so go ahead. It's one of these, these stories that it's true and it, and it highlights the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> they had this special needs kid who went to my school, and in fairness, we were about tied on the social ladder. I mean, I was a complete dweeb. Uh, you know, it would have been a toss-up for most people on which of us they'd rather have at their, their party. But he was an amazingly strong kid. 
but he was amazingly uh, handicapped mentally. I mean, he was dumb as a, as a fucking brick. <laughs> so my gym teacher gets the, the crazy idea that we're the same weight, so we should wrestle. So we go out to there, and all he's doing is looking at me like a crazy caveman saying, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> again and again and again. And I'm like, oh, this is humiliating. And I'm sitting there in my baggy thong, you know, waiting to wrestle. When I realize that all the kids in the class are glaring at me and making, you know, it very clear that I'm supposed to lose to this guy. So I'm like, okay, he saves a beating after class. So I'm going to lose to him. But the thing was is he didn't know how to wrestle. So the funny part was me having to try to take him down even though he had the strength of 10 men and then deposit him on top of me so he could win. If you can envision this for even five seconds, you know why there are problems associated with putting these people in normal classes. It was a complete tra traumatizing debacle. And, you know, all I remember is trying to pull him on top of me like some gay porn, saying, you know, pin me, pin me, pin me, and all the other kids laughing and asphyxiating with lack of air. I mean, it was just a very humbling experience. You know, I think there's a porno actually called Pin Me, Pin Me, Pin really? Me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great Yeah, story. actually, when I was in middle school, there was a kid who also was mentally handicapped, and they put him in regular classes with all of us. And, it, you know, I just always thought that he shouldn't be there because it was weird because you would, you would point at someone else a certain way, and he would just attack him. Like if, really? Yeah, yeah. We had a code. Like, if I would point at a guy, like, a certain way with both hands and go, like, go, he would actually go and try to punch that person. Gosh, like a trained dog. That's, yeah, and one oh, time, terrible. one time one of our friends opened his book bag and there was just like a collection of like rotten bananas in there that had been there for weeks. I, I don't even know <laughs> why these kids, these kids' parents are not even like going through his book bag or anything oh like God. that, but... Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't filled with human skulls. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, I don't know that expression retard strength is true or not, yeah. but I just never, ever have to try to move somebody who is as strong as this kid. I believe I mean, it is, though. Useless. I couldn't even take him down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's one of the stories featured in his book, the free book, The Ball Washer, if you want to check that out. Everything you can find on Lance Mannion, of course, is at LanceManion.com. Obviously a great guy, as you, you've listened to him already for the past, what's it, 35 minutes? He's a really funny guy. It transfers over to his writing, so you can check out uh, him at LanceManion.com. Make sure you check out his holiday. He's starting up April 2nd, National Have Sex with the Ugly Person Day. If there's any 10s that listen to our pod, which I highly doubt. My <laughs> address is, so they, they come here the 2nd, is... Uh, 1849 Northeast, 183rd Street. <laughs> if there's any 10s out there that should listen to ours, make sure you try to uh, participate. <laughs> or contact anyone here. You know, <laughs> drop them those podcasts at gmail.com. <laughs> or Lance Mannion, you know, LanceManion.com. Oh, and this and is... It's with, it's with one N. M-A-N-I-O-N. There's yeah. another Lance Mannion with two N's. Oh, that okay. My bad. All right. <laughs> and, I just want to make sure, you know, because I would hate for a beautiful woman to <laughs> give it up and then tell Lance Mannion, the other guy, all about it. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't uh, refuse, though, right? Yeah, but we'd rather uh, get the attention. Uh, yeah, then. Of course, How Lance. How irony would that be? I'm getting Lance Mannion in Florida late. That would be <laughs> really painful. All right. This is a question we ask Every single guest has ever been on here. I hope you don't get offended by it. I'm sure you know our humor by now, so let's give it a try. What's the weirdest thing you've ever put on your dick? On my dick or in my dick? I on. On. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
all those Amazonian parasites that can swim up it, so I just wanted to make sure that the story <laughs> okay. was on. Yeah, it's on, but I guess if you have a story for what you put in, we could incorporate that too. <laughs> Probably um, makeshift mouse ears. Wait, what? Hey, what? Did you ever see the jackass where they have the... Uh, the penis getting bitten by the snake? Yes. Yeah, I tried a variation of that with mouse ears. Okay. And uh, it probably worked even less successfully. Did you actually try to get something to bite it? Or you were just putting mouse ears on it? No, I won't give you her name, but uh, let's just say she wasn't interested. <laughs> I think she was a herbivore. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, you should have so... seen it. It was adorable. <laughs> You have any pictures? Do you have any pictures? No, no, no. That I can share. Although that'd be a great tag to get people to go to the website. Yeah. (laughs) I smell a new book cover. (laughs) (laughs) Lance Manion's new mouse dick. Coming to you three on these. You can can have a scratch and sniff cover. Oh, God. No. Who moved my cheese? There's a lot of ways we can go with that. Like I said, National Have Sex with the Ugly Person Day on April 2nd. Make sure you check out LanceManion.com, M-A-N-I-O-N.com. Not the one with two N's because the cooler one is one with one N. <laughs> and is there anything else you want to promote real quick before we let you go? I think that about covers it. All right, man. Nice talking to you, man. Nice it was meeting great you. great talking to you. Wait a second. I, I was going to pimp my uh, new wrestling camp that I'm going to be opening <laughs> <up>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let me log in for that as well. <laughs> Um, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Really nice meeting you, man. Great, good. Um, like you said, make sure LanceMania.com, National Have Sex with Ugly Person Day, April 2nd, man. See ya. Hey, I appreciate your time, guys. No all right, take Bye. care. Have a good one. Doodoos. And that was Lance Mannion, folks. Make sure you check him out at LanceMania.com. That's L-A-N-C-E-M-A-N-I-O-N.com. One N, not two Ns. He's a pretty funny guy. Check him out. And his great holiday, National Have Sex with Ugly Person Day, because we support good-looking people having sex with ugly people like me. For anything and everything, you can find us at dropping-loads.blogspot.com or you can check us out at facebook.com slash droppingloadspodcast or you can just search Dropping Loads Productions or you can check us out at youtube.com slash user slash droppingloadsp where you can find some of these dumbass sketches that we come up with or some reviews that we do from time to time. Also, check us out at 76streetnetwork.com that's 76, the number, streetnetwork.com where part of this brand new podcast network it's fucking great go check it out there's a bunch of other great podcasts out there including us and as usual we're brought to you by captain cock cptcock.com this is great comic strip by larry reed nikki's brother who was featured on episode 13 Addie's citizen fuck we should have had lance do this god damn it oh well we love dropping loads and that should have sex with the ugly person day april 2nd remember you ain't got no alibi, you ugly, yeah, yeah, you ugly, yeah, damn girl, where you get that face, every time I see your ass, I wanna throw up on your face, now nah, I ain't from the H time, no one coming down, oh my god, that bitch fugly, fugly, ugly, ugly, trying to pull him on top of me, like some gay porn, <laughs> saying, you know, pin me, pin me, pin me, I don't think there's a six-year-old I know who can work in that pen. I said it's the first time I've been arrested, but I didn't say it was the first time I'd done something stupid like that.